Ladies and day gamers, Andy here, day 75 of the Inner Winner Show. Here's a kick-ass interview with the total legend from my forums, Roger Roger. He recently hit on 124 girls in a single day, which is the most I've ever personally seen anyone do. What's more is he did it in the time of COVID, when he and all the girls were wearing masks. So I definitely don't want to hear any more excuses about COVID stopping you from getting out there and taking some action. And with that, let's get into it. A bunch of people asked if you did drugs. Uh, I don't do drugs. Like you have to force me to take my medicine, basically. Yeah. Hey, dude, we <laughs> we have to force you to eat fucking food. <laughs> That's true too. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I think that I should have had a little bit more water to drink than I did because I know that we decided when we were planning on this that I should bring my water bottle around. I just felt like it would be gay just carrying my backpack around with me everywhere. Even though I'm on a university campus, I just felt like I'd be more free without it. So every, I think roughly every hour when I started, I'd go back to my room, grab my water bottle, like take a piss, change my clothes. But then after a couple hours, like I forget when exactly, after I actually like sat down and took a break, I don't think I came back for water after that. I think there's a lot of things that you and I would have done better. Mm-hmm. If you do it again, I think food is another one, not having any snacks and stuff like that. And fair enough, like half of that is on me. We had agreed that I would push you to eat food and stuff, but it did work out. Yeah. Cause you were on such a roll, man. Like I really didn't want to interrupt and be that nagger and be like, have you been eating? Have you been having your, your drinks? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely agree that I was moving along. There were only a couple of periods where I just didn't see any girls. Um, Those were like the 10 minute stretches or so. Well, I guess I should say there weren't points where I never saw any girls, but they were either across the street or I don't know. I didn't approach every single girl as part of the thing. I probably only approached every fifth girl on average. There were some stretches where I was on fire where I'd approach one girl and then like 50 feet later, like within 60 seconds, I'd approach another one. But I was kind of purposefully not hitting on girls that I thought likely saw the previous approach. So those would be around the corner or just far enough in the distance where I'm thinking, eh, they probably had their eyes down in their phone. They probably didn't actually see me. Which is hilarious because that was one of the, qu- like a bunch of people messaged me and said, did he hit on any oh, on every girl? Did he pussy out on every girl? Like, there's this assumption that if you're going to hit on 124 girls, you must have to just go crazy and not have any, like, I won't say pussying out, but you know what I mean. Like, you can't skip any girls. And that absolutely isn't the case. Like, <laughs> you- I'd say that's <laughs> probably the case if you're trying to do a thousand in a day, but for a hundred. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Just as long as you're in a good enough location. I think the other thing is that I wanted to try to put my best foot forward every approach. If you're talking to every single girl, then it's no different than being one of those people that stand on uh, like New York Times Square where they're like evangelists and they're passing out flyers or something. Um, one of the main places where I did the approaches is on the center of my college campus. And there's always people there like passing out flyers or saying like, oh, can I talk to you for a minute and all that. Um, So I think that uh, it's seeming fresh, like, oh, I just saw this guy talk to the previous two girls. Like, obviously, this guy is trying to sell me something. I think that that would be bad. 
or not bad per se, but I don't think that I'd, I just think it would be a little bit awkward. I just decided to do what was most comfortable for me. Which is funny because, again, that's another thing that people asked me. They said, like, oh, you know, Roger, Roger must be this big badass, like, alpha male <laughs> just, like, charging up to girls and, like, no insecurities, no neuroses. So that was a big question that people had. Were you nervous? Did you have any anxiety with any of them? Or were you just kind of – because people assume, like, oh, if you've talked to 124 girls, this guy must just be a robot and he mustn't get scared. Was that the case? I would say that definitely as the approaches wore on, uh, the nerves fell off. I definitely had some nerves going into it. Um, and I'd say even by like the 40th or 50th approach, I might be uh, thinking slight, in slightly different terms in terms of what nervousness means. But I would say that I didn't really like fully settle in until approach something like 50 or 60 or 70. Um, and even by the very end of it, when I was almost in a machine state, there were still girls that I was passing over, like, oh, they're on their phone. I, I did, uh, talk to some girls that were on their phone because it had been a little while or I just didn't care. They were cute enough where I was like, Hey, all right, it's time for you to talk to me. Um, but for the most part, I, I think that of the girls that I talked to only two were in pairs or groups, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe. And then there were, again, only a handful that were on their phone. I was trying to go for uh, sort of the easy targets, if you will, like the girls where it'd be easier for me to talk to them. Uh, presumably, they'd be a little bit more interested as well. So completely not a badass at all. Mm -hmm. Good. I, I just want to get that out of the way, because seriously, people have like you've done something that is superhuman. I think even you know, like, okay, 124 in a day is pretty, obviously you did it. So you know how much work that was, but people are kind of looking at this number and the, the responses that I've been getting from people is, oh my God, this guy isn't like me. I can't do this myself. This is impossible. I think it definitely helps that I kind of worked up to it. So I think that I'd have a very similar response to someone that's deadlifted 500 pounds if I had never seen like uh, people lift even heavier than that seen like professional yeah. like weightlifters deadlift 700 pounds or something like that right now i can uh, deadlift almost 300 pounds um and so for someone that's maybe done like 20 approaches in a day before uh which i think a lot of people don't realize it but if you're doing the approach anxiety program i'm pretty sure there are days that you talk to more than 20 girls um and even yes. though you're actually asking for their number those are still approaches um, that you could like turn them around and just talk to them longer and ask for their number. So while I kind of get that the jump from 20 to 120 seems like a pretty big one. There were days uh, last year that I hit like 30 approaches. Um, my previous record before this was 42 or 43. So there was a big jump up there. Um, and honestly, I have to thank you, Andy, I would say like, Definitely uh, a major part of that was the fact that I knew that you were there supporting me. And uh, I, I don't know. The other part is just one, I like set out to do something. It's a little bit hard to deter me. And I guess I would say, especially if I know that um, someone is like sort of watching me, so to say. I think like it was a perfect storm of you plus me because so for context, I stayed up all night 
it, it was your daytime. It was my nighttime. I just stayed up all mm-hmm. night and like you were telling me, okay, I, I got a number. I didn't get a number. I got a rejection. I got, she said she had a boyfriend. You were telling me every single girl that you hit on and I kept a tally mm-hmm. and you know, I was basically just saying like, come on, you got this, bro. I didn't really have to do much. You did most of it yourself. But it was like the perfect storm because you are the most like stubborn, hard-headed person (laughs) client that I think I've ever worked with. If you say you're going to do something, you just do it. And then I'm exactly the same. (laughs) And so it's like you put the two of us together and we say like, okay, dude, you're going to do this. Two people both encouraging like you to do that. It was basically inevitable that you got there. That was another question that people had. Did you feel like you were going to make it? Like, did you always know that you were going to make it? Before you started, did you know you were going to make it? Uh, No. Like, when I started, I was wondering if I... So, the other thing, I guess, that I don't think that we've talked about at all is that I hadn't done an approach for, like, two or three months before that day. So, I was kind of wondering, like, oh, shit, what what happens if I can't even do one approach? (laughs) Yeah. Um, so no, I had no idea. I, I wouldn't say I had no idea, but I was seriously uh, doubting like whether I'd be able to do it. Um, but at the same time, I tried to put on this, uh, I guess, persona of I'm I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Just sort of, I guess, some mental talk, positive mental talk. Um, yeah. And part of just how I approach things in general. Uh, I've had this notion in mind for a long time of being like a knight. Um, the c- concept of being like an upright and like good person. And part of that is this mantra that my honor is my life. Um, so if you think about like knights in Sir Arthur's court, I guess this is kind of corny, but they'd literally die if they said they were going to do something and they like just had to stick with it. So that's kind of this mantra of if I say I'm going to do something, then I have to do it. Because if I don't, then just what what does my word mean? If I say I'm going to do something and I don't, then that just makes it even more likely for me to not do something else. And it doesn't work as well when it's something that I don't care about as much. This is something that I really wanted. And so that just had some positive reinforcement there i think that uh pushed me over the edge and um yeah just kept up with it yeah i'm exactly the same i think you already know that i'm the same i have this notion that if i say i'm going to do something i have no choice as soon as i declare in writing i'm going to do this and make a commitment to do it i don't have a choice my my other choice is to kill myself and i don't want to do that so it's like you say it's like i i said this why would i say something that I know to be untrue. So if I say something, it must be true. Therefore, I have to make it. It's like you have principles, basically. My word is my honor, as you say. There's no reason to say you're going to do something if you're not actually going to bloody do it. Just don't mm-hmm. don't make the commitment. And that was why I said to you early on, we had a coaching call where you were like kind of on the fence about it. And I said like, you should post on my forums and you should tell other people right. as well and say like, I'm going to do this. And then the second you did that, I mean, it was kind of, I'll be honest, I was kind of nervous immediately as soon as we did that because I was like, oh shit, now it's real. Now he has to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it worked. Within the last few days before like October 10th or so, I was uh, really like frustrated with myself almost like, shit, why did I tell people I was going to do this? I don't want (laughs) to. Yeah. I totally would have 
uh, said, uh, you know what, it's supposed to rain. Let's do it next week or something like that. If I hadn't uh-huh. already for a month previously or something like that said, oh, this is the date. This is when it's going down. I can't back out now. Yeah. And that's why I always tell people to um, have accountability partners, either on my forums or if you have a bunch of friends that you talk to, just some people that you can commit to and say, okay, guys, I want you to keep me accountable. Can you please yell at me if I don't do this? I do that all the time. I use my forums for accountability all the time. I guess Mm -hmm. a question I have is what made you want to do this? Like, where did this come from? Was it, and I'm going to take a guess here, was it because there is another guy that you and I both know on a different forums, good looking loser forums, who did 122 approaches in a day? Was it was it inspired by him and you wanted to beat him? Yeah, definitely. I mean, before I had heard of Cool Guy's 100 approaches in a day, and he actually made it a challenge, which I think was the real thing. Like if there was just this notion that he had in his log, like, oh, on this one day, I approached 122 girls, um, then I don't know that it necessarily would be like, oh, I have to beat this guy. But the fact that he put out this challenge, um, like pointing out to people that if you approach a hundred girls in a day, that's a significant feat. It's like, okay, I have to do this. Like I'm very challenge oriented. Like I really want to do a hundred pushups, hundred consecutive pushups in under two minutes. Um, that's something that is not really, uh, I probably won't do for about a year or so, maybe sooner, but I'm very just challenge or accomplishment oriented. So the fact that he put this out there is like, okay, I've got to do this. Um, There are people that have done tons of approaches before. So also on the good looking loser forum, there's this guy, uh, hollow who is based in Toronto where he mentioned just kind of in passing uh, some days he would be out approaching all day. And there was one day in October, I'm pretty sure it was, where he was like, shit, I went out like with the goal of getting laid. I approached 100 girls and none of them were down. Like, And keep in mind, he had a different mindset, too. He was out for like same day lays or insta lays. Like, Yeah, he was being like very aggressive with it. N- next like, he wouldn't accept up, anything yeah. less than instant sex. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and so... If it was just something like that where, oh, this guy approaches tons of girls, maybe that'd be motivating, but definitely wouldn't have been like, oh, I have to do 100 in a day. The fact that there was this challenge by cool guys really what led to it. Yeah, you are someone that as soon as you get a challenge, it's like that number is there to be beaten. That record is there to be beaten. It's almost like a pride thing, like an ego thing. And I mean that in a good way, because I have the exact same thing. It's like if someone calls you out, you have to take them up on it. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not a man or something. Yeah, my first uh, cold approach lay was because this guy on Good Looking Loser, uh, he was trying to help me out, but he was also giving some like tough love advice, I guess. Said like, there's no way you can get laid right now. And I was like, fuck that. So I went out and like, I think the very, probably not the very next day, but within five days of him saying that, I approached a girl that I ended up getting laid with. so yeah, very much, I, and I try to go for positive energy uh, over other things, but definitely mm-hmm. I notice that if someone tells me I can't do something, then I want to say, prove <laughs> yeah. them wrong. That reminds me of, you know who I'm talking about, um, Lost Cause, 
on Senga on my forums. Yeah. When people yeah, yeah, yeah. people called him a lost cause and he's like, no, nah, fuck you. No, I'm not. Watch this. <laughs> yeah. I love I love he, guys like that who are Yeah. They go. Yeah, he turned it into his name even. And Yeah, uh, what a hero. Come he's on. My hero. He's awesome. Yeah, he's my hero. So I I think the biggest question is how many numbers did you get? How many girls did you hit on? Like what was the final tally? I kept a tally. So mm-hmm. I mean the two of us went full autism with it. One one of the guys that emailed me and asked questions said like this is a statistician's wet dream and it's like yeah it was for you and me too. Like I I wanted to keep numbers. I know you did too. It was something we didn't even need to discuss. It's like of course we're going to tally like what happens cuz why not? So you talked to 124 girls in person. It it was mm-hmm. about 10 hour, maybe 10 and a half hours. Yeah, I started at 9 a.m. And I think the very last one was something like 6.30. So mm-hmm. uh, nine and a half hours. But And that was with a big break as well. Yeah, I had a meeting with my supervisor for about an hour. And that was typically on Mondays. I have no meetings going on, but. Uh, he emailed me on Sunday saying like, oh, hey, let's meet tomorrow. So, okay. That worked out pretty well, actually. It was a good break. And then I also took a half hour break because my legs were killing me. So I think we should have taken more breaks as well, or you should have taken more breaks. That was something yeah, we discussed afterwards. But it worked out. It's all good. Yeah. So 124 approaches in total. 81, you called rejections, which is where they're just not interested. 30 said they had a boyfriend. And 13 numbers, you got an actual number off of them. So yep. as a percentage, that works out to be like, let's just say roughly 10%, slightly better than 10%, slightly better than one in 10 girls gave you a number. Mm-hmm. And how many dates or like how many followed up after that? Uh, there were two num- I mean, let's see. I think that there were eight numbers that they at least said like, hi or they said something in response to my text and then there were i think two or three that uh responded a little bit further one on one date this past friday she was super cute um like not just physically cute but also personality wise uh and then uh they've basically all dropped off now but that's the way it goes yeah, it's a it's a fucking numbers game. And I think you and I weren't that worried about like it was more the challenge than anything else. Like the Definitely. challenge came first. Yeah. The numbers yeah. almost were a side point. And because yeah, I think a lot of the approaches you were super quick with what you said. Like it wasn't super deep, long. You can't have a fucking 10 minute conversation if you're gonna do 120. Yeah. And I think that that also affected um the results a bit. Like when I started, I mean, part of this was just nerves as well. Mm-hmm. Um, started, I was, uh, for one thing, I wasn't really like being as aggressive and walking up to them. I had more distance from them and be a little bit more, I guess, cautious about it. Um, but I would just say like, oh, hey, you're cute. Or I'd say whatever. And then I'd ask immediately, are you single? And a lot of them uh, just said like, bye or, uh, yeah, or like, no, or like walked away. Um, whereas later on, I, uh, I would say that like at the very end, or I, um, at least I wouldn't say that as literally like the 
third sentence or second sentence that would pop out of my mouth. So that was, uh, yeah, if, I, if the goal was to get numbers, I wouldn't have asked, are you single? I've said like, okay, cool, I'm in a rush, but let me get your number. So it just depends on what your goal is. The goal is 100 approaches. I was trying to make them like pretty solid, but I learned some things along the way, definitely. Like I know that for some people, the are you single thing works. For me, I'm a little bit more verbose, uh, and it just rolls off the tongue better if I ask, like, oh, do you have a boyfriend or anything like that? Like, it's a little bit of a longer phrase, and it just works a little bit better for me. Yeah, because this whole thing is a big experiment, like figuring out, as in getting laid, talking to girls, all that kind of stuff is a big experiment. You have to figure out what works for you. And I have a mate, or I had a mate who used to walk up to girls and say literally that. He'd be like, yo, you're cute. Are you single? And he would get far more girls would immediately just be like, no, I'm not. No, no, no. But he Hmm. liked doing that because then it meant he could do what you just did with this challenge. He could walk up to like 15 girls in a day easily with no effort because it took him like Mm -hmm. 15 seconds to talk to them. Whereas me, I would always walk up and I'd have a long conversation, not long, but like two minutes before I would get to a point where I say like, yo, we should grab a drink. Like, what's your number? So Mm -hmm. it's what you like. And for context, the first probably like 40, I've got it here in front of me. It's like the first 40 girls mm-hmm. that you talk to, you only got one number. And that's probably because you were yep. doing what you said. Were you just like, yo, you single? Yes or no? Yeah. And that included the the first number I got was from this pretty hot girl. And I definitely remember in the usual thing like, oh, yo, you're hot. Um, I'm uh, Roger. What's your name? Cool. Are you single? And uh, it's kind of interesting. She looked me up and down and said, uh, yes. And I was like, okay, cool. And then uh, let me get your number. And then we kind of chatted a little bit as I was getting her number. Um, But it was kind of, it was pretty cool that this hot girl like looked me up and down and it's like, "Hmm, seems cool. Worked out. I remember there was a drill in the approach anxiety program that I did where you have to walk up to girls and say, it was in a bar, you have to walk up and say, like, you're really cute. And I did that, and a girl basically looked me up and down and did the same thing. It was the first time that had ever happened in my life that any girl had, like, checked me out. And, yeah, it it never gets old. You know what never gets old, like, girls checking you out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I feel like part of that was I was also kind of looking girls up and down as I was approaching them at the start. And I don't Mm -hmm. know if partly just because I was nervous or – uh partly because i was still like making up my mind of like how hot they were um whereas later on i was a bit more of a machine i was just looking them in the eyes and i think that they appreciated that a little bit more but i guess it depends what you're looking for too it's probably a little bit uh harder screening if you're like explicitly looking them up and down saying yo you're yes. staring a girl into yeah. the eyes and being like wow you have beautiful eyes or wow you're pretty cute actually blah 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 um yeah different kinds of ways of approaching yeah for sure and again i think we should make it clear that your goal was to just do 124 approaches if someone else wants to do this or if someone is listening to this and going oh 124 approaches and you only got like this many numbers your numbers will go up way more if your goal isn't to just go up and hit on 124 girls like put more effort in like have a longer conversation yeah yeah, I think that some of those previous times that I approached like 24 girls, I think I probably got like 10 numbers or 12 numbers. So uh, yeah. I would 
that I was just approaching fewer girls is uh, actually one week, instead of having a weekly approach goal, I had a weekly numbers goal that I had to get 20 numbers that week. Um, I feel like I didn't approach that many girls. I don't remember now. It's no way more than 50. So it just depends on what your goal is. Yeah, exactly. The times when I've gone out and my goal has been like, I am going to get numbers and go on dates with girls. Probably one in like four girls will give me a number when I'm like really trying my absolute hardest and putting in like a bunch of effort and really having fun with it and being energetic and smiling. And then the times when I just say to myself, no, I'm just going to go up and talk to 15 girls or whatever. Yeah. I, I might get like two numbers because you're just not trying as hard. Like you're not giving off those vibes of, I want your number. You're just giving off the vibes of like, yo, you're cute. And I'm just having a bit of fun. I'm just saying, hi, you know, you're not trying as hard. Mm-hmm. And your first, yeah. it was probably your first like 60 girls that you talked to. You only got like four numbers. And then you came in clutch at the end. Your last like 20 approaches, you got like six numbers. I'm mm-hmm. guessing you were trying, like you were talking longer or you were more relaxed maybe? Definitely was. I mean, I don't exactly know what it was. So I think that I did four or five wardrobe changes. So it's also possible that uh, my style was better at the at the end than some of the previous things that I tried. Um, so there's that possibility. There's, uh, that I was less nervous, more confident, more in that state. Um, it was kind of interesting. It very much reminded me of this, uh, what I'd call a surfer state after you've been out surfing like all day and you're just totally chill. Um, maybe that's what weed is like. I've never tried it, but I could imagine that it'd be similar. Um, yeah. And then the other thing is that uh, I was kind of limping by the end. Like this was <laughs> yeah, you <were. laughs> physically pretty demanding. So I do kind of wonder, and I wasn't, I was trying to hide that as best as possible, but I wonder if I was getting some pity numbers, although the pity date numbers, yeah. was from one of the last girls I approached. And I don't think that she noticed that I was limping. So who knows? And for more context, the point at which you started limping was when you and I ran into like, it was the worst moment of all. Cause I was fucking tired. Cause I had stayed up all night and I just wanted to go to bed. <laughs> you were fucking tired. Cause you had been walking around all day and you were at a point where you're at like 108 or something and your leg was sore. You were limping. I wanted to go to bed. We were winding down and we thought that you had to beat 112. We thought the previous right. record that the previous guy, cool guy had set. We thought that was 112. And for some reason in my head, I was like, wait, is that, is it 112? It's definitely 112, right? So I went and looked it up. And as you were like almost at 112 to beat the record, I found his log and it was, no, it was 122 that you had to beat. That was like the most depressing moment of the whole night for me. Cause I was like, God, no, no. What if he quits? Like, is he going to make it? He's right at the end. And you, you immediately replied with like, fuck that, I'm going home. So what the yep. hell went through your mind at that point? And why did you was, not go home? Because you went on to beat the record. Uh, yeah, so I just, I remember uh, when that happened, um, I had shortly after, it was shortly after getting to 100 approaches and thinking like, okay, like, am I even going to try for beating the record or not? Because I hadn't really made up my mind. Um, but I think I had told you like, oh yeah, I might as well do this. Um, in our talk, like a week before, uh, I went out Mm -hmm. and 
did the approaches. So uh, I was just talking to girls like um, there were just cute girls out. So I was like, okay, well, I might as well keep on talking to them. Um, and then when, when you mentioned like, oh, it's 120, I'm pretty sure I was more of that like 105 and I was like kind of in pain. I couldn't yeah. imagine doing another like 18 or however many it was. And I was already over by Chipotle. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to get my celebratory food. And then I got it. And then I thought, uh, oh, there's another cute girl. Let me go talk to her. Oh, there's another one. And mm, if I go home now, I'm probably just going to stop. So let me just take the long way home. And I just kept on talking to girls. And when I got to uh, around 110, uh, actually, I think I was at 107 got to 114 and thought, you know what? I'm getting pretty close. Um, so I, again, took the long way home, kept on talking to girls, set my Chipotle down, went back out. And I only needed seven more at that point. So it's like, okay, I've got to do this. Um, and I ended up getting it done eventually. So that was pretty cool. Um, I actually started limping, I think more of that approach, like, 80 or something. I might be wrong about that, but it definitely felt like a long time that my body was physically exhausted, but I, it was like several hours. Yeah. I was thankfully not very mentally exhausted throughout the whole thing. Yeah. You were pretty consistent as well. I want to make that clear. Like the numbers, cause you were, you were giving me, you would tell me what happened with each girl that you, you, talk to that was happening at at pretty much rapid fire success in the entire time i don't think there was ever a period of time where it was more than like 10 minutes where you didn't give me a num like tell me that you um hit on a girl apart from when you got changed when you went home to get changed and stuff like that but yeah you were pretty damn consistent and i feel like that was important we went into this right from the start you calculated exactly how many minutes like how many you needed to do every hour how you had roughly Mm -hmm. like 10 one every 10 minutes or something like that to do it over like a 10 hour period yeah i believe the idea was to do two every 10 minutes so 12 every hour um and then i get done a little bit faster and then i realized oh even if i get just 10 done every hour that's 10 hours that's reasonable and so i actually wasn't doing my wardrobe changes and all that unless i got to 10 per hour and i was also definitely in the first few hours doing i think 14 or 15 or potentially even more um and it did slow down i think a little bit later like the time that i texted you andy i've got to take a break that was after the first hour where i hadn't gone to 10 and i was super exhausted so i thought okay it's like 1 30 if i get my 10 for this hour done then i'm just going to go back and take the remainder of the hour off like so potentially take like a 20 minute break and then i think 2 30 rolled around and i uh I had done maybe like another eight approaches. Mm-hmm. I just had to take a break at that point. Yeah. I mean, fair enough dude. like, <laughs> I say, yeah, it, it was easy for me. I got to just like sit there and watch you do it. There was this part of me that was like, like empathizing with you. I was like, man, this guy's like going through hell right now. And I felt kind of like a weird, uh, I won't say like helplessness, but like, I can't, it's all, it's all in his hands. He's the one that's got to like travel up this mountain. And all I can do is just stand on the sidelines and be like, come on, you can do it, dude. But I was like, holy shit, man. Like, which is why I was so glad that you were so consistent with it and that you didn't have periods of time where you got like down or depressed or like sad or 
exhausted or tired or frustrated. You just kind of kept going the whole time. And that was one of the questions that a couple of people asked. So Dave93 in particular asked, did you need to psych yourself up after every single finished approach to do the next one? Uh, definitely not like psych myself up. I think that the, in a way it was just really great that I was on campus where I knew, uh, where everything was and these girls are super cute. So for me, it's a lot harder. The girl is not, is more like borderline to approach them, but they're, they're literally, uh, 20,000 girls within a five minute, like walking radius of the center of campus. That's a lot mm-hmm. of girls. Um, and specifically, those are all, you know, college-age girls, a lot of really cute ones. And so for me, the motivation was, uh, oh, there's a cute girl. I really want to talk to her. That's just kind of what did it for me. Yeah. And I think because you knew that, okay, I have to do two every 10 minutes, you knew that you had to kind of just keep it ticking over. You couldn't stop and think. You couldn't be like, okay, I got to do the next one. It was like, I don't have time to think right now. I just need to go and talk to the next girl. I'm on a schedule here. I have this challenge. I'm going to run out of daylight hours. Plus you were concerned that it might rain (laughs) in the evening as well. Right. Yeah. I forgot about that. So yeah, I was really pushing like the, there was that meeting that I had not planned on. And so I was actually trying to do 20 per hour the first hour make up for that um which i don't remember if i quite got to or not but i did a reasonable rate i would say and then i was really trying to get done before five o'clock which is when it was supposed to start raining and i lucked out where uh i got pushed back to six you know like barely rained at all so i got lucky as far as the weather goes um but definitely there was um i wasn't just kind of lazing around like thinking ah uh, maybe I'll do another approach after another five minutes. There is definitely a drive of, okay, I'm going to do as many as I can as quickly as possible without at the same time, without doing literally every single girl. I still wanted to put my best foot forward. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of people asked if you took any substances to get through like the 10 hours of, of, torture as dave 93 called it and to kill the anxiety a couple of other people also said did you take something beforehand or self-medicate in some way to kill the anxiety and one guy in particular said when i say self-medicating i just mean like anything like did you take a substance or did you watch some youtube videos or watch porn or eat junk food like some sort of reward either before or during or after i know you had chipotle afterwards that was, I was going to say, so the only thing, only substance I had from the moment I woke up that day until after I'd done all 124 was water. Um, but in terms of like non-substance uh, sort of things, like that guy was saying, uh, I had in my mind the sort of the whole day, not necessarily that I was going to wait until the very end. I more of thought that I was going to maybe have two Chipotle's in a day, like one during a break and then one at the very end. But Definitely my Chipotle was my reward. Um, And then the other sort of reward is I didn't look at Good Looking Loser or Kill Your Inner Loser forums at all until the very end. And so I was pretty excited to to see if people were uh, talking about it and see uh, whatever encouragement was out there. Um, And there was quite like definitely uh, Radical and Lost Cause had some fun with quotes and all that. Um, and then the other thing that I was planning on doing, but I just kind of ran out of time in the morning. I think I started 
two minutes late technically. Um, other thing that I was planning on doing was listening to some of the audios from the approach anxiety program. Uh, but I ran out of time for that. And I think that could have been useful or just maybe listening to motivational video on YouTube, but didn't end up being necessary. I think if it was me doing it and thank fucking Christ, it wasn't, but if I had to go out and approach 124 girls, the only thing that would motivate me would be knowing that I can come onto the forums, onto my forums afterwards and tell everyone, Hey, I did this. So I could see how yeah. that would be a big reward. And I was like kind of stoking the, cause I was getting excited. So I spent a lot of the time messaging people on my forums and telling, cause everyone was like, how many has he done? What number is he up to? Is he going okay? Is he tired? Is he still? And I would just like keeping them updated and kind of like live blogging about it every like 20 minutes or every hour I would post and, and say what you're up to. So I can see how that would be a massive reward, getting to brag about it. And fair mm -hmm. enough, like you did something amazing. Yeah, that was super fun, especially when you were saying like, oh, he's up to 50 now. And people were like commenting on that. And then, oh, fuck, it's actually 120 rather than 120. <laughs> 12 uh blah 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 so it was really kind of fun to see the chatter it would have been really cool if i could have like live streamed it or something like that um yeah but yeah maybe someone else will do that in the future yeah for sure yeah hopefully we're gonna okay come back to that thought because at the very end we'll give everyone a challenge that they have to kick your fucking ass and beat this record so we'll yeah. come back to that yeah, I made it easy I'll on them. I, I didn't make it like 150. Yeah, I you stopped two approaches two. after the record. Yeah. yeah, that's very generous. That's very gracious. And yeah. we both know that you're full of shit because there's no way you could have kept going after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it was, I don't know about that. I mean, physically, you're right. But if it was a weekend, I could see myself doing another 50 in bars or clubs. If I was yeah, like if you took a break or something, yeah, if you ate some food, chilled out, like relaxed your feet. Uh, I mean, honestly, I was not better for like three days after that. Yeah. So is, I think if I were to do it over again, I'd get super into hiking and I would just train like walking because I turned out that I walked 25 miles that day. Yeah. And uh, I do some hiking. But my legs start to feel a little bit like my feet start to feel a little bit sore after like five miles. So this was a pretty large step up. It's kind of like going from, uh, yeah, like deadlifting almost 10 reps in a day and then doing like 50. That's a big step up, even if the weight is not super large. Yeah. It's funny how much logistics matter in stuff like this, like mm -hmm. the logistics of your feet walking on the fucking hard pavement is more of a like everybody's question that they've asked you or all the questions that people have asked have been centered around like anxiety and how did you not how did you deal with going up to girls and talking to them like how did you not get too much in your own head almost mm. nobody has dealt with the the idea of like exhaustion yeah i think on the anxiety side of things that's just something that's died more or less died away and i was super i'm super excited now like realizing that even though I took something like two or three months off of approaching, I really didn't have bad anxiety jumping back into it. Um, and part of that was doing 365 days of approaching. I remember the first three or four months, I uh, like the first couple of weeks, it wasn't too bad. 
But after that, I had this like gnawing paranoia that there was like this PSA that girls were putting out about me, like, ooh, look out for this guy. Um, but on yeah. the plus, I rationalized that of even if they did have a PSA out about me, it'd be like, warning, friendly guy uh, complimenting girls. If you say you have a boyfriend, he leaves immediately. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not really a problem. Um, yeah. Weird creep going around is, giving compliments and making people feel good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the thing is that um, that was the first couple months. I did that for a full year. Um, so I just burned through that anxiety, I guess. Like I did the approaching, I've from the approach anxiety program alone, I hit on more than a thousand girls, or at least talked to more than a thousand girls. I did the one approaching, uh, one approach a day challenge for a full 365 plus days. Um, some of those days hitting on like 20, 40 girls, most of the days only hitting on one. So it, I, I mean, it's just like anything in life. The more you do it, the better you get. And that segues into my next question that Alden asked. Comparing your previous experience with, you know, talking to a girl a day for a whole year, compare that to this 124 girl challenge that you did. Did this one supercharged day give you any sort of benefit or insight that you wouldn't have get gotten from like, you know, the previous three months of hitting on girls, the previous 124 girls mm -hmm. that you did over a longer period of time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely would say so. So for one thing, uh, at the start, I was trying to, like throughout this 365 day challenge, there were some days where I was just doing it to get by. Like I wasn't necessarily uh, yeah. in the best style, but most days I was trying to put my best foot forward, like uh, have good style, puff out my chest, like stand tall, all that stuff. And I tried that for the first, I don't know, 30, 40 approaches of the 100 plus in a day. And then at a certain point, I just got physically exhausted and just stopped caring as much about my posture. And that didn't seem to matter that much. So I think that uh, more than like uh, having 100% looking the best, a little bit more important is just how you think about yourself, how you're presenting yourself. Like I was way more confident at the end, even though I had a freaking limp and was not able to stand with perfect posture because I was too exhausted compared to the start where I was actually puffing out my chest. I actually put on the uh, Bowflex to make sure that I had good posture up for one hour. Um, and definitely the results were better at the end when I was more chill um, compared to at the start where otherwise you'd expect things to have gone better. So that was a revelation that I definitely didn't get from the 365 day challenge, but did get from hundred plus in a day. There are a couple other things that I noticed that maybe I would have just noticed approaching more. Like if I had done another 365 plus in a year, they're just different things that at different times, your brain just kind of clicks. Yeah. Up. I realized that even though my chest is puffed out, uh, my head tends to like, bow down or like I feel like my chin is actually up a little bit too high or something like that like maybe that would have come up just with approaching enough um, but I think that definitely doing all those approaches in a day accelerated some of those realizations yeah fair enough was there anything that surprised you after doing the experiment like something you didn't think was going to happen mm, 
uh, aside from <laughs> I was not expecting to get so physically abused. Uh, yeah. Well, I was. I, I thought that you were going to be in agony. I, I had no idea. I, I did not think that that was going to be an issue for whatever reason. I was imagining like getting mentally exhausted. But um, it was funny. Uh, like two days before, me and my roommates went on a 12-mile hike. So that might have been a bit of an issue as well. Um, but after that, we were saying like, oh, yeah, like 12 miles. That wasn't that bad. We should walk for 24 hours straight sometime. Uh, and at the time I was thinking like, oh yeah, like it's just walking. Like we can totally walk 24 hours straight. Let's actually do this. And then I had this experience and now I'm thinking, oh, that's, that's something that I would have to build up to. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. And your question was other sort of surprises. Um, yeah. Like something you didn't expect. Yeah. I don't remember there being any surprises. Like. I guess something I was about was like police officer knocking on my door saying like, Hey, why are you talking to all these girls? Leave my daughter. Yeah. But like you've talked to so many girls in the past that like, you kind of know what to expect. You know, it's not like you're a new who's never talked to girls. I I wasn't really, uh, I wasn't really expecting that that much and no, nothing bad happened. Nothing. Yeah. Super because that's the next question. Were there any bad reactions? You didn't tell me that there are any bad reactions. Like you didn't say like uh, you had like one girl that was just kind of cold. You had a couple of cold girls, obviously, but that's normal. Uh, like the very second girl, I think, or maybe I don't think she was the first one, but she was a little bit flighty, and that was when I actually did a couple warm ups where uh, I was doing like, oh, do you have the time? Do you know how to get to X? Oh, by the way, you're cute. Are you single? And this one, like I uh, walk up to her. I say like, hi, do you know how to get to uh, Walgreens? And she like was a little bit uh, like flighty when I was saying hi. And when she was like, oh, this guy needs help. She like didn't run away. She mentioned where it was, but she was also kind of like inching away. And I said like, okay, you're pretty cute. By the way, are you single? And she like, she didn't run away, but she was like, oh, no. And she was like kind of confused and like walking away. It's like, okay, that's kind of annoying that like the very second girl I'm talking to is creeped out. But she was obviously going to be creeped out no matter what I said. Yeah, exactly. Who was talking to her. Yeah. Um, partly as a result of that uh, reaction, I decided, all right, screw this. I'm not going to like try to force my way through the approaches. I want to try to do uh, this as best I can. So I, for the most part, if girls were like weird, I just ejected early. And sometimes I didn't even count those. Like if I didn't, uh, if they didn't stop um, or if they didn't like what I would say like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. And if they wouldn't stop to the point where I'd be able to, introduce myself some of those i wouldn't count which is funny because i count those because i like to give myself as much credit as possible but so you actually talked to like more than 124 i kind of already knew that you 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 mentioned that to me next question is did the girls understand everything you said with the mask because for (laughs) context you were wearing a mask and so was everyone else so we cannot sorry guys this is going to shatter your fucking excuses 
He did this in a time of COVID when everyone is wearing a fucking mask and he was wearing a mask too. So you cannot use COVID as an excuse anymore. Sorry, burst your bubble. There goes that excuse. He talked to 124 girls wearing a mask while they were wearing a mask. So I know you had a fairly mm. loose mask, but like, how did that affect things? Did that? Yeah, affect actually, things? I did switch masks at one point because um, I have this uh, Gucci mask. You can't really tell that it's Gucci, but uh, it's very loose fitting. So I don't really wear it a ton, but it worked out great for this because it wasn't as muffled. It didn't, um, wasn't as bad as far as like it getting super hot in just that area. I switched to a more athletic mask when I was, uh, decided to wear athletic clothes just to see how the responses would go with that wardrobe. Um, and that one, um, there were definitely some girls where they said, Oh, what did you say? Um, like, it just couldn't hear me as well. Um, but I was trying to project the whole time. Um, and actually related to the whole issue of like the results uh, as far as like 10% numbers. Uh, I mean, masks could be part of it. Like they don't know exactly what my face looks like. Honestly, when I went on the date on Friday, I was wondering like, okay, is this girl actually going to be that cute? Because I haven't seen her face yet. Um, and then the other thing is that I wasn't shaking any girl's hands. Like, Back yeah. ago when I did 40 approaches, I guess six months ago when I did 40 approaches in a day, I was shaking girls' hands and I don't remember how many numbers I got from that, but it's definitely just more personal, like yep. being able to walk straight up to a girl, shaking their hand. It just comes off as way more uh, confident, attractive, even if you're nervous, if you force yourself to be a soldier and uh, just walk straight up to her and shake her hand uh i think that that comes off as way more attractive than uh a guy that maybe set, still walks up and says you're cute but leaving like you know three feet of distance or uh back when i was doing the 365 day challenge i'd even be like 10 feet away from a girl i'd still stop but some of those even felt like drive-bys whereas kind of not my favorite thing yeah, I think that's worth having a, a bit of a chat about. The fact that you did this while there are masks, that's going to make people feel a little weird. Like you're wearing a mask, right. she's wearing a mask. By definition, that's kind of like a standoffish. It's like most girls are not going to be, or most people are not going to be sure. Like, are we allowed to get close to each other? Are we allowed to talk? Like it's it's uncharted territory. So the fact mm -hmm. that like the number of numbers that you got and how things went, I probably would predict like double the amount of numbers if we weren't in the time of COVID. If, as you said, yeah. you walked up, they can see your face. They can see your smile. I think you miss a lot by not being able to see each other's smile. I think that's right. very like disarming and dis dis it's, it's weird. It's very weird. And you can't shake their hand and introduce yourself and say like, hey, I'm Roger. What's up? So I think when you I mean, add all those mm -hmm. factors in, that makes this stuff a lot. Like I'm surprised you got this many numbers. I'm glad you got this many numbers, but keep that context in mind. Yeah, definitely. And let me add on to that about like, I can't walk up and shake their hands. That was more of a choice, I would say that I made. I definitely think that I could have, I don't know what would have happened. Maybe there would have been a lot of bad reactions to that. But in terms of walking up to girls, so I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned this actually, but definitely near the end, I was walking like straight up to girls and just, I still wasn't shaking their hands. I wasn't getting like quite as close to them as I would have if I was shaking their hands like pre COVID times, uh, but I was still getting like a, like normal distance from girls. 
Whereas uh, earlier on, I was being a little bit more distant. But the funny thing is, uh, as I like am talking to girls, a lot of them would would probably just subconsciously realize, oh, it's awkward that we're staying so far apart. And they'd walk towards me. Um, and a lot of girls did this. So honestly, I think it was a little bit more, especially during the 365 day challenge, it's a little bit more in my head or maybe just playing it safe. Uh, yeah, definitely be some girls that uh and it i for the most part just try to avoid approaching those that even when they were super cute so some of them i did approach but uh the girls that are like walking out of people's way like when we're walking on the sidewalk and they're like zigzagging around people whereas most people are just walking normally on the sidewalk yeah it's interesting you talk about girls stepping towards you because that was a question that i got that i a guy called sex great name by the way a guy called sex on my forums said what was girls reactions in general and i think you hit the nail on the head most girls were pretty nice it's like it's going to be exactly the same as normal if you don't know what girls reactions are like when you hit on them go hit on them and find out you're going to find most girls are really nice and definitely part of that comes with experience too is you just sort of weed out the girls partly subconsciously partly uh partly consciously like you might uh, start talking to a girl and then realize that they're going to be lame. And then you just eject, yeah. like have to yep. stick in there, which is something that I didn't realize for a while. I would say like, I would try to like definitely for uh previous, like the previous attempt at, I previously tried to do a hundred in a day and this was without your support. I was back in uh, March in Copenhagen before COVID when I got to 43. Um, and I forgot where I started with that, honestly. <laughs> well, I don't know where you were going with that. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> what was your style like? We kind of already touched on that. Mm. Um, yeah, so you changed I did, a couple of times. Yeah, I played around with things. I, I did totally gym style at one point because I sort of have this, I've had this feeling in mind that, I don't tend to get as good responses when I'm in gym style, but I got some super cool gym shorts and thought, okay, like maybe, and I also have a shirt that fits me really well now. So I thought, okay, let me just put my best foot forward. And I feel like, especially if I hang hang out around the area where there is the gym and, uh, hang on girls, maybe over there, maybe it'll work out. And I did get, I think a couple numbers. Um, I got the, uh, like a pretty hot girls number. Um, but I definitely didn't get nearly as many numbers as later on when I was wearing, uh, a set of clothes that actually, I think that, uh, I bought the shirt from H and M is one of my favorite shirts. It's red and black. That's my favorite two color combo. Um, and I was also wearing my necklace at that necklace over my shirt at that point and wearing my watch and wearing my ring. Um, so more of like your typical good looking loser, kill your inner loser, uh, like slightly more edgy style that seemed to work out. And honestly, I was a little bit skeptical about that. I was kind of wondering some of my earlier outfits were, uh, more of just what seems to be trending these days. And I was wondering if that would work out better and it didn't seem like it. Um, so that's just kind of interesting, but there is also the thing that the way I was approaching to change as time went on. 
in addition to just the change in the outfits. Yeah, it did. Did you get any, well, we, we answered this. Did you get any bad reactions? Not really. <clears throat> any funny stories no, not really. or any highlights? Uh, I guess one kind of funny story is that I was walking by this parking garage and there's just this little like sliver between the ceiling that my head was like, I'm kind of tall. So my head was able to like peer through that. And I saw this girl who was just getting off the scooter and she was pretty cute and she was not wearing a mask. There were probably only like five girls I saw that whole day that were not wearing masks. Um, and so I decided to like talk to her and <laughs> she was just like very baffled and it was kind of funny. Um, and it was like kind of awkward, but it was funny too. Um, I forget what we talked about exactly. I think I was saying like, oh, are you like uh, scooting around for Chuck E. Cheese? And she was like, no, I don't think that they even do takeout. Like maybe for Pizza House or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, I could see that. I bet you could work for a Pizza House. Like you're pretty cute and blah, blah, blah. Um, in terms of other like funny stories, honestly, just not just the girls, but also just things that we talked about have all blurred together. Uh, I don't, I don't really remember anything super particular. Yeah. I guess the other thing is that I, I don't really do like pickup lines for the most part. Uh, so I, I wasn't really saying like super random stuff. Most of the conversations I had were, uh, like, Hey, uh, I know this is random, but you're cute. Um, I'm Roger. What's, uh, actually I noticed slightly better responses when I said I'm Roger and then paused and then let them introduce themselves rather than asking what's your name. I think that's just a sort of character quirk of me. Just how that comes out works a little bit better for me with the pause, but I'm sure it wouldn't matter or it'd work the other way for other people. Um, oh yeah, so for sure. A lot of this is like random and arbitrary and uh, yeah. particular to yourself. So we do names and then what are you studying? Like, oh, this is what I'm studying. Uh, are you from around here? Oh, cool. I've heard of that city. Or, oh, I haven't heard of that city. Where is that? Um, I'm from California, blah, blah, blah. Um, so just kind of, uh, just kind of random small talk. Nothing super interesting. So what's next? What's the next goal? What's the next mountain to climb? Hmm. It's a great question. So I, right now, I'd say the most immediate goal is I just submitted my first job application this past Friday. I want to do at least 40 uh, in the next few months. Uh, I'm also trying to submit a paper, which is work-related. Uh, I want to get up to 365-pound deadlift. I have, a lot of, so I have a lot of work goals. I have a lot of gym goals. Um, but in terms of something more akin to this, uh, definitely the next mountain I would say would be getting like an installay. That'd be, I can't yeah. even imagine myself doing that right now. Uh, and so by that, what you mean is like literally walking up to a girl, Hey, how you going? And then you have sex within like a couple of, like immediately, basically within an hour or two or three. I'd say the time frame doesn't matter. It's just that you are with that girl continuously from the moment you approach yep. them to the moment you had sex. Like, whereas a same day lay would be like you approach them, they're busy or you're busy, you get their number, and then you meet up later in the day. Whereas an insulate, 
like, I don't know, maybe you could really stretch it out and like go, if you're traveling, like go hang out in a museum and then yep. go have a bunch of drinks. And then, so maybe like you meet them in the morning and you don't have sex until that night, but you've been with them the whole time. Um, that's why I consider it an insulate. Yeah. I can't remember if I said it to you on a coaching call or if I wrote it in an article, it's all blurring together. It's all the same in my head. I, I, the, the best way I could come up with, and I haven't done this myself, so bear that in mind. You'll have to figure it out yourself and experiment. But the best way that mm-hmm. I could come up with that I could think of was you meet a girl like in the morning. Maybe she's like a tourist or something. She's a backpacker, something like that. I know there's less of them now in the time of COVID. But you, you chat, you hang out, you say like, what are you up to? She's like, not up to anything. You go to a cafe, maybe you go to a museum, maybe you go to an art gallery, you hang out for a while. You know, you say like, do you want to grab lunch? Grab lunch. Do you want to go grab some drinks? Do you want to come back to my, my apartment and hang out and have some more mm-hmm. drinks? Like, you know what I mean? You spend a day and so then it's less, it, you're going to be more into each other at that point. It's going to be 10 times easier. I have had one girl That's that true. I met, it was in the evening. It was like 6 mm-hmm. p.m. I met her. She was super hot. She was wearing this super skinny dress. It was like a Friday night and she basically had a bottle of alcohol with her and her friends had ditched her. They were planning to go and like hang out and have a party and her friends had just left her. And so I hit on her at that point in time. It was in, it was like on the street basically at like six or 7 PM. And I basically said like, oh, that fucking sucks. Like I'm not doing anything. Let's go hang out. And we went to a park and we drank the fucking alcohol. And then we went straight back to my house and had sex within, that was within like maybe an hour or two of meeting. So I've only done mm-hmm. that once. Not that I, it's something that I've ever really tried. And I think I said mm-hmm. this to you on a coaching call. When you make it your mission to make this happen, you would just do it within like three months, within two or three months. You would just, as soon as I said to myself, I want to have threesomes, it's like, I just did it within two months. As soon as this is your mission, you'll figure out how to do it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm just at that point where I'm still, still wondering how that's going to actually pan out. And I guess the other caveat I put out there is that, uh, if you're the larger the city population you're in, I'm sure the easier it is. So I'm kind of, I mean, there are different levels of, I guess, anxiety in terms of approach anxiety. You can have some like, uh, I remember the first time I ever approached a girl, I, like literally got disoriented where I lost vision for a couple of seconds. Like that's how yeah, my me heart, too. I was like having a panic attack. Like, yeah. Like that's how nervous I actually was. And then there are other levels of approach anxiety of, oh, well, she's on her phone and I don't want to bother her. Or, oh, I'm in a rush. So there's also, I guess, this uh, related sort of anxiety of, I wonder if I'm not in a big enough city. And it could be that that's totally false. But at the same time, I do bet that it would be easier in a larger city. Um, of course which, it's false. It just means you have less options. So you have to work harder or it'll take longer. Yeah. yeah. So in either case, uh, like yeah, maybe I'll do it in the next six months or so, but I'm only applying to jobs in major cities. And so within uh, 11 months, I'll be somewhere new and presumably it'll be easier then. We'll see. Well, I'm going to harass you and make you do it before then. That's a promise. And so that will be my challenge to you. Let's give a challenge to other people. Do you want other Mm. people to beat your record? Do you want them to get to 125 girls in a day? Yeah. I mean, there's no reason why they can't, they, they definitely can do this. Like I've done this cool guy has done a very similar number. Uh, I bet that some people have done it without counting. This is definitely something that you can do. And if you're serious about, uh, like, like getting better at cold approach and getting better 
at uh, meeting girls. I think that there's a lot of benefits to doing this. So go out there. Yeah, you'll crush your anxiety in one day, basically, or a huge chunk mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Tips, tips for them. My first tip that I would give if someone wants to beat your challenge is take some fucking breaks. You didn't take enough breaks. I think you need to take more breaks. <laughs> eat food. You didn't eat any food. Yeah. Eat food. Have plenty of water. You didn't do that. Those are my three tips. What are your tips? Mm-hmm. And I say it's kind of interesting that those tips were all like what I could have done better. I guess in terms of tips for people that have never done this before, uh, things that worked out for me, I'd say have someone in your corner that's rooting for you, like Andy. Like definitely uh, Andy is worth every penny I've paid him uh, over the course of uh, honestly kind of a while now. Um, really long so- while, yeah. Having someone in your corner, and I guess even if it's not Andy, if it's just like a good friend or just someone's on someone on the forum. But honestly, I feel like having someone in your corner that you're texting continuously really, really helps. Um, because I did have the forums back when I was in Copenhagen, and that wasn't quite enough. The other thing I would say is uh, sort of level up your way to get there. Like if you've only done... Uh, what you'd consider 10 real approaches in a day, or if you've only really done five approaches in a day and jump it up to 10 and then 20 and then 40. And that was some advice that cool guy put out there too. And when I first saw this, I was like, nah, I probably don't really need to level up. I bet I could just do this like right now. And while it's obviously physically possible, I think it definitely helped that I had done a couple days of like twenties, thirties, and that day of 43 approaches leading up to this. Um, yeah. I think that those two pieces of advice are the top two I would give. It's like if you level up, you're giving yourself some evidence it's possible. You know what I mean? You're like, well, mm-hmm. I did I did 20 before. Maybe I can do 50 now. Okay, well, I did 50. Maybe I can mm-hmm. do 100. It's just like mm-hmm. with lifting weights in the gym. You're constantly – now, obviously, maybe that's different because there is a physical component there. You do actually have to gain the muscle, but – it makes it a lot easier if you give yourself some evidence of, well, I've done 75% of this challenge or I've done 50% of this challenge. Maybe I can step it up to the next level. Whereas going from zero to 125 is going to be fucking hard. Impossible, right. probably. So yeah, do it in stages, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else before we start wrapping up? Mm, I I don't really have... Uh... I don't really have anything in mind. Did we answer all the questions? We answered all of the questions. The only other question we didn't answer is a very, I don't know if he's being silly or not. I guess mm-hmm. maybe we'll, we'll pretend that he's being serious and I'll take back okay. the thing I just said about him being silly. He said, weren't you sort of afraid that if you get too many numbers from all these hot girls that you'll be overwhelmed for a few days and you won't be able to keep up and have enough <laughs> time to meet them? I mean, that's a good problem to have, right? Like, oh, wow, no, I got too many girls hitting on me. No, oh, wow. That's not a bad problem. Uh, so it's funny because you would think that that's like, yeah, I agree. It's not a bad problem, but I did have a, I, had, I did have this deadline on Friday. And so that actually is one thing that I thought of, I think the day before, or even actually at the end when I had the 13 numbers, I was kind of like, shit, what if I end up going on dates with all these girls? I won't have time to work on this job application. So maybe that's another reason why. I only ended up meeting up with one girl is I'm pretty stressed out these days, like pretty busy where I don't really have a ton of time. 
And I'm telling girls about that too. Like, oh, uh, I'm pretty busy, so I'm probably not going to be texting you a lot through the week. Some girls are totally okay with that, but probably some girls, uh, you know, want a little bit more attention or they hear that, you know, I'm moving relatively soon and they think, ah, that's not enough time for me. So different, different things out there. Um, so yeah, uh, was something that I actually had thought about, but, uh, wasn't too big of an issue. Okay, fair enough. Like, I will admit there has been times on Tinder where it's like you get a bunch of numbers and you're like, I literally don't have time to meet all these girls. And so you'll disable your Tinder for, you know, a couple of weeks and like get Mm -hmm. through the backlog, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And there, okay, there is some, it is worth talking about that because you do have this notion. It kind of happens when you have too many numbers. You just don't try as hard with each one because you have like massive abundance, right? And then I've had Mm -hmm. so many times where I'll have like 10 girls numbers and I just won't try with any of them. Like I'll take three days to reply to them or I just, I won't be able to meet them for like two weeks because I'm busy with all the other girls. And then like nine out of those 10 will fall off the face of the earth. Cause like I was basically neglecting them cause I didn't even go mm-hmm. on a date with them. And then you're back to square one and you're like, well, fuck, why did I, that was a bit stupid. Like I've just lost all nine and now I have one or none. So yeah. Okay. Fair enough. If, if you're feeling overwhelmed, that is a legitimate concern. It sounds like a hilarious problem to have though. And <laughs> for the most part, it is the best. I would rather that problem than scarcity, than no girls at all. It's better to have 10 girls than zero. I don't think Definitely anyone agree. would disagree. I'd say another, uh, you reminded me that another mountain to climb for me is to have a really, really solid uh, online, uh, like online photos for Tinder or Hinge. I want to get to the point where I have that problem. I wouldn't say that I've really ever had that problem on Tinder or Hinge, um, typically, like, I'll have a decent number of inflow, like maybe a couple of uh, girls that I match with that I get numbers with per week. I've never, I don't think that I've ever had like 10 in a week before. So um, that's It's another... a really good problem to have. Mm-hmm. Let's wrap it up, my friend. It has been amazing talking to you. This was a lot of fun. I'm really freaking proud of you. I'll make that clear. Like 124 girls is insane. And anyone listening, you have to do 125. Otherwise, you're dead to me and you're dead to Roger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go make us proud. Go hit on those girls. Go make us proud, son. Cheers for listening, guys. And if you're struggling with your own anxiety when it comes to getting out there and hitting on girls, shoot me an email and I'll coach you and give you a plan to overcome it, walk you through absolutely everything you'll need to do and give you ongoing support, especially in the moments you're really struggling. Go to theinnerwinnershow.com forward slash coaching and shoot me an email. I should take a photo and show you like what this setup looks like because I'm doing this in the bathroom because Imogen's in the other room, like <laughs> she's at work. But I've, I've, I've put like five different cushions from the couch set up around the microphone to hopefully try and like stop the reverb. It looks very professional. You mean you're trying to make sure so that when you're, so you're sitting on the toilet seat, right? And so you're taking a dump right now and you're just making sure it doesn't splatter for the mic. And yeah. All that. Yeah, exactly. All right. Isn't that what you're doing? Uh, I mean, I am naked right now, but no, I'm just jerking off on the bed. <laughs>